last week on Thomas and the Bible. I was still on vacation, but now I'm back and jet-lagged. Maybe that's why I'm yawning so much. Or could it have been the Hebrews and James? Actually, the Pasal gets me all nostalgic with tunes from my youth telling me... And... And... Or else you'll go to hell. He says hi to Timothy, and we are finally done with the Pasal. Yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out. We get a start in on James, written by A. James, who does not appear to be a conservative one percenter. Have faith and don't be rich. There's only eight more shows left in the Bible, so make sure you get your vote in for what Thomas will suffer through next. But in the meantime, let's see what's up this week in Thomas and the Bible. Wow, what production value. What uh, what what work that went into it. I guess Kevin had to prove that uh, the only reason his intros were a bit rocky was because he was on vacation recording on location in some uh, unknown place. I don't know. I forget where. But that was come, coming back with a vengeance, pulling out all the stops. Maybe he went on a vacation that was like a retreat to intro recording school. <laughs> he's just come back with all these new tricks. Uh, but simultaneously, I'm sure he's, he's costing me several lawsuits with the copyrighted material he uh, played on my podcast. But what can you do? I, I'll get sued out of existence. That's okay. I, I can deal with it. What? You're telling me I can't read the Bible on my show anymore? Oh, no. Uh, uh, you can have all my show. You, you can have all of my intellectual property. All right, we're on James. We're going to read James 2, 3, 4, 5, and then we're on Peter. And we're going to read Peter 1 and Peter 2. <laughs> My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing. And <laughs> Look, I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Look at that guy in his gay clothing. <laughs> so it's one guy in gay clothing, like, you know, mesh or yeah, like a mesh tank top, I picture. Something like that, really short, kind of revealing shorts. That's just what I picture in my in my fantasies. I mean, I mean uh, in my uh, just, just totally objectively picturing gay clothing. Uh, that's what I meant, of course. And ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and who are and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them? What love him? Oh, what love him? What the, what am I, I, all of a sudden I turned into uh, Daniel Day-Lewis from Gangs of New York. No, sorry, let me try that again. And heirs to the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know where I got that. But ye have despised the poor. See, oh, here we go. I want to, again, once again, I want to write a book called Republicans Hate Everything in the Bible and Go Again. Like, literally, the New Testament is just... Everything you would think Republicans aren't. It's it's really incredible. You've despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well. 
But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors, for whosoever shall keep the law, the whole law, and yet offend in one part, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath shewed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. What doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Shew me my faith without thy works. Shew me thy faith without thy works, and I will shew thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and, tre and terrible. No, and tremble. But wilt thou know? That's a good line. Thou, that's actually a really good line. I want, I want to give credit. Give the devil its due. I always say that. Give the God its due. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Makes sense. So this is, we just get a contrary message everywhere we look in the Bible. There's, there really is nothing. There's no one message. First, it's Pasal saying, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't do anything. The law doesn't matter. Just, uh, just have faith. And then this guy's like, no, no, faith and works. Uh, and then there's a great quote to back it up, which is like, yeah, sure, the devil believes in God. Do you think the devil doesn't have faith? The devil knows. Why does the devil believe in God, by the way? Oh, because he just saw proof. And so uh, naturally, anyone who saw proof would believe it. Kind of weird. Uh, where were we? But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed into him, unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only." Likewise also was not Rahab, the harlot, justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So can't just not, faith is not enough, guys. Now that, see, we get a contrary message everywhere we go. It's a, it's a contradictory uh, message everywhere we look here. Because a second ago, faith was everything. Like a few books ago, it was everything. Now, nope, not enough. James 3, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, Yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth.
Governor Listeth, that's his name. <laughs> Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue am- among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on f- fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. Oh, sure, yeah, all the... <laughs> Everything's been tamed of mankind. Is this guy serious? Everything's been tamed. All the animals, all the bacteria, all that. Yeah, sure. It's all been tamed, guys. Good news. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. What the... Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Well, I don't know, maybe there's some salt in a fountain, so it's, you know, like sometimes it's salt water and sometimes it's fresh. Doesn't seem that hard. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him shew out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So that was just a whole bunch of stuff about how your tongue is so evil. Like, I I don't know, it's vaguely sexual, like your dirty, dirty, dirty tongue, and why it's so bad. Oh, it's a bad tongue. You've been a bad tongue, haven't you? It's mainly that. It's mostly that. All right, James 4. From whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? (laughs) This is so dirty. I love it. It's such a bad Bible. You're bad, Bible. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because you ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, Good God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Build nigh the science guy. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. 
Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Oh, as soon as the Lord sees me, I will humble myself. Don't worry, I'm just waiting for him to show himself. <laughs> I'm just, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Yeah, no, as soon as he comes, as soon as he's here, tell you what, I'll be not humble now. As soon as he gets here, just the minute he gets here, I will just go right snap into humble mode. Don't worry about that. Humble yourselves inside the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil to one another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy, and that is Chuck Norris. Who art thou that judges another? Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get again. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, that vanisheth away. Ooh, getting deep here. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings, and all such rejoicing is evil. To th uh, therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So, uh, yeah, that was a great little part. He was like, oh, you can't make any plans. Don't announce your plans, because then you're being a dick. If you say like, oh, no, no, next year, why don't we uh, you know, buy a house? No, no, you're being a dick, see, because you're not in charge. God's in charge. So he's literally, he's, he's seriously tone policing. He's like, there's like, <laughs> seriously, microaggressions against God. Now, you don't want to say um, that you plan to do something in a year because, see, here's the thing, that makes God feel bad because then you're implying, see, I know you, I don't know, I know you don't intend to injure God with your, with your hate speech, but what you're actually saying is that you're in control of your life and that, and, and that makes God sad. Because he's in control of your life. So what you need to say, the proper terminology is uh, uh, God willing, maybe we'll do this. Or if it's, if it's God's will, then maybe we'll do that. And that's how you, you know, that's how you make it or sensitive. You got to be sensitive about it. He's a, he's a sensitive guy. James 5. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Again, he hates rich people. Every every part of this book is hating rich people. There is not a single chapter or verse that is, and let the tax cuts go to the rich because it will trickle down to the poor. None of that. None of that. There is no rich character in this entire thing. You know, the Bible is ambiguous about a lot of things. <laughs> it's contradictory about a lot of things. This is not one of those things. Nowhere in the Bible are the rich portrayed as holy. It's all about the poor. It's all about being poor. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Ye have lived in pleasure on earth, and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Ye have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren. Unto the coming of the Lord, behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, 
and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I admit it. This whole book, my entire uh, epistle was just a setup for this joke. Take my brethren, the prophets, please get it. Take them. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that would be, actually that would make me come around on this whole book. I'd be like, you know what? It was worth it just for that. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful, and of tender mercy. But But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay, nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Is any among you afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall have the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias or Elias, I don't know. I don't know which. I don't remember. He's actually he wrote all that. James wrote all that. Was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on earth by the space of three years and six months. Sure it did. I'm sure it did. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him. Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and hide a multitude of sins. Well, there you go. You just got to convert people and you'll be fine. All right. Well, we're on to a first Epitor. That was the end of James. So now I have to tell you what Peter is about. Well, I'm sure you could guess what I could tell you about Peter. Guess what? It's an epistle and it's allegedly written by someone named Peter. But it probably isn't. Wow, that is a, that really, uh, that's surprising, right? Are you, are you feeling the sting of that surprise? Are you, I should, damn it, I should have said sit down first. I should have told you you needed to sit down because that is just too surprising. All right, first Peter. Peter, I just like saying Peter, I don't know why. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through the faith through faith and salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 
wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than the gold of that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing, the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what, or what manner of the time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, but unto, the us, unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you, by them that have preached the gospel unto you, with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into." Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which call, hath called you holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of, uh, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot." who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass with, withereth, oh sorry, withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which the gospel is preached to you. Up, 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 bird, 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 bird's the word, up, 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 bird. It actually said that at the end. That's what, that's the origin of that song. All right. Well, I'm not looking forward to Peter very much. We have Peter O2, first Peter O2 coming up next. But uh, boy, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. That was really boring. I can't, I don't really know what he, like, it was just a lot of ways of saying like, uh, be good. Basically, that's it. That's all. Just we can use two words. Be good. All right, one Peter O'Toole, and then we're done. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, and all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies in all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, 
Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in a scion of chief cornerstone, elect precious, that he believeth on him shall not, he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which he believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. This is just a fancy way of saying Jesus, basically. As, as always, uh, Jesus. Here, have you not gotten the idea that Jesus? Well, have we got the book for you? It's another book that says Jesus. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be by your good works, which they shall behold. Glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing he may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear. There you go. There's, so th the message of this one is great. It's like, look, uh, God's got a plan. Now there's all these people that are above you, you know, with their foot on your face. Like uh, the king, your master. Now, see, you need to obey those people because uh, that's God's plan. See, he's got these people around to make sure you're behaving and, and all that and, and, and punishing you if you're not and, you know, praising you if you're good. So God's got the this upper, this management system. So the bottom line of this book is compliance. Like this is just, you need to comply because, yeah, that's what God wants. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Oh, I, was, I read that. Servants, be subjects to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy, that if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted of your, for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable." with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, which suffered. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins to his own body on the tree, 
that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep's going, sheep going astray, but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of, of your souls. Interesting that he said his own body on a tree. You know, I think I heard once that there is a theory that, that Jesus was crucified or killed on a tree. I think I heard that once, or it could be making it up, but it's, it might just be a weird translation, but it says it, body on the tree. I don't know. Who knows? All right. Uh, that's the end of that confusing reading. Hey, just want to say quick special message to you guys. I launched a new podcast. Now I know, I know what you're thinking. I don't need a new podcast, but this one is not really me. It's me and Andrew Torres, genius lawyer, uh, Andrew Torres, who has taken me through some really, really interesting journeys of knowledge and background into the law on my other show, Atheistically Speaking. And we're starting a podcast because it's amazing the amount of stuff that we can learn from Andrew, uh, all about the Second Amendment, the history, Scalia, how he was a, really an activist judge, even though he was or justice, even though he alleged everyone else was doing that, that sort of thing, just super interesting stuff. We've got a million interesting topics. You've probably already heard about this, but in case you haven't, patreon.com slash law is where you can support that show. We're launching. We're going to be live somewhat soon, but for now, episodes are only available to patrons. Speaking of patrons, got to thank my new patron, Sam Johnson, Ryan Jackson. Thank you guys very much. Patreon.com slash T and the B if you'd like to pledge to this show. And my top patrons, John Bodley, Chris Lukowski, Marcel, Josh Hogan, Nicole Shepard, Philip Gatt, George Green, Sarah McPike, Japan Dan, Charles Bangwiener, Tom Chambers, Brian Garford, Lee Primesberger, John P., Travis Peterson, Eriberto, and Rob. I love you guys. You are the best. And with that, I will see you next week.